You know, the first VLL broadcast that I did on this here SoundCloud was the real voice going over calvin.edu's very special page and asking, well, if they were honest, what would the real voice behind this be? And it seemed pretty plain to me that since Calvin University was saying nothing biblical or Christian in their about page in what I was reading, um, it was kind of a dark niche voice. An undead evil voice. That sort of thing. So today, to blow off some steam, everybody feeling pretty stressful, seeing nothing but bad news, we're going to go ahead and do that for the Dead Sea Scrolls. What is the real voice behind the Qumran community? And somebody pointed out a very good suggestion, and we're going to have a whole, whole episode of reading with the real voice for the War Scroll. And we're just going to jump right into it. Are you ready? <clears throat> for the master, the rule of war on the unleashing of the attack against the sons of light, against the company of the sons of darkness, the army of Belial, against the band of Edom, Moab, and the sons of Ammon, and against the army of the sons of the east and the Philistines, and against the bands of the Kittim of Assyria and their allies, the ungodly of the covenant. Oh, and yes, by the way, we're going to do this as a company of people. Many different voices, because there are many different people. But for this section, this one will suffice. The sons of Levi, Judah, and Benjamin, the exiles in the desert, shall battle against them in all their bands when the exiled sons of light return from the desert of the peoples to camp in the desert of Jerusalem. And after the battle, they shall go up from there to Jerusalem. The king of the Kittim shall enter into Egypt, and in his time he shall set out with great wrath to wage war against the kings of the north, that his fury may destroy and cut the horn of Israel. This shall be a time of salvation for the people of God, an age of dominion for all the members of his company. Yay, dominion! And of everlasting destruction for all the company of Belial. The confusion of the sons of Japheth shall be great, and Assyria shall be unsuccored. The dominion of the Kishim shall come to an end, and iniquity shall be vanquished, leaving no remnant. For the sons of darkness there shall be no escape. The sons of righteousness shall shine over all the ends of the earth. They shall go on shining until all the seasons of darkness are consumed, and at the season appointed by God, his exalted greatness shall shine eternally to the peace, blessing, glory, joy, and long life of all the sons of light. On the day when the kitchen fall, there shall be battle and terrible carnage before the God of Israel. For that shall be the day appointed from ancient times for the battle of destruction of the sons of darkness. At that time the assembly of gods and the hosts of men shall battle, <coughs> causing great carnage. On the day of calamity, the sons of light shall battle with the company of darkness amid the shouts of a mighty multitude and the clamor of gods and men to make manifest the might of God. And it shall be a time of great tribulation for the people which God shall redeem. And all of its afflictions, none shall be as this from its sudden beginning until its end. 
in eternal redemption. On the day of their battle against the Kittim, they shall set out for carnage. In three lots shall the sons of light brace themselves in battle to strike down iniquity, and in three lots shall Belial's host gird itself to thrust, thrust back the company of God. And when the hearts of the detachment of foot soldiers faint, then shall the might of God fortify the hearts of the sons of light. And when the seventh lot, the mighty hand of God shall bring down the army of Belial, and all the angels of his kingdom, and all the members of his company in everlasting destruction. The priests, the Levites, and the heads of the tribes, the priests, as well as the Levites, and the divisions of the fifty-two heads of family of the congregation, they shall rank the chief priests below the high priest and his vicar, and the twelve chief priests shall minister at the daily sacrifice before God, whereas the twenty-six leaders of the priestly divisions shall minister in their divisions. Below them, in perpetual ministry, shall be the chiefs of the Levites, to the number of twelve, one for each tribe. The leaders of their divisions shall minister each in his place. Below them shall be the chiefs of the tribes together with the heads of family of the congregation. They shall attend daily at the gates of the sanctuary, whereas the leaders of their divisions, which are numbered men, shall attend at their appointed times on new moons and on Sabbaths and on all the days of the year, their age being fifty years and older. <laughs> These are the men who shall attend at holocausts and sacrifices to prepare sweet-smelling incense for the good pleasure of God, to atone for all his congregation, and to satisfy themselves perpetually before him at the table of glory. They shall arrange all these things during the season of the year of Leith. During the remaining thirty-three years of the war, the men of renown, those summoned to the assembly, together with all the heads of family of the congregation, shall choose for themselves fighting men of all the lands of the nations. They shall arm themselves warriors from all the tribes of Israel to enter the army year by year when they are summoned to war. But they shall arm no man for entry unto the army during the years of release, for they are Sabbath to the rest of Israel. In the thirty-five years of service, the war shall be fought during six. The whole congregation shall fight it together. And during the remaining twenty-nine years, the war shall be divided. During the first year, they shall fight against Aham, Naram, Nehemim, Nehemim, during the second, against the sons of Lud, during the third, against the remnant of the sons of Aram, against Uz, and Chod, and Togar, and Misha, and beyond the Euphrates. During the fourth and fifth, they shall fight against the sons of Arphachad, during the sixth and seventh, against all the sons of Assyria and Persia. In the east, as far as the great desert, during the eighth year, they shall fight against the sons of Elam. During the ninth, against the sons of Ishmael and Keturah. In the ten years which follow, the war shall be divided amongst all the sons of Ham, according to their clans, 
and in their conversations, and during the ten years which remain, the horse shall be divided against all the sons of Japheth in their habitations. Next section, next nerd. The rule for the trumpets of summons and the trumpets of alarm according to all their duties. The trumpets of summons shall sound for disposal in battle formations and to summon the foot soldiers in advance when the gates of war shall open and the trumpets of alarm shall sound for massacre and for ambush and for pursuit when the enemy shall be smitten and for retreat from battle. On the trumpets calling the congregation they shall write the call of God. On the trumpets calling the chiefs they shall write the princes of God. On the trumpets of the levies they shall write the army of God. On the trumpets of the men of renown and on the heads of family of the congregation gathered in the house of assembly they shall write summoned by God to the council of holiness. On the trumpets of the camps they shall write the peace of God in the camps of his saints. And on the trumpets for breaking camp they shall write the mighty deeds of God shall crush the enemy, putting to flight all those who hate righteousness and bringing shame on those who hate him. We like brevity, by the way. On the trumpets for battle formations they shall write formations of the divisions of God for the vengeance of his wrath on the sons of darkness. On the trumpets summoning the foot soldiers to advance toward the enemy formations when the gates of war are open they shall write. Reminder of vengeance in God's appointed time. On the trumpets of massacre they shall write, The mighty hand of God in war shall cause all the ungodly slain to fall. On the trumpets of ambush they shall write, The mysteries of God shall undo wickedness. On the trumpets of pursuit they shall write, God has smitten all the sons of darkness. His fury shall not end until they are utterly consumed. On the trumpets of retreat, when they retreat from battle to the formation, they shall write, God is reassembled. On the trumpets of return from battle against the enemy, when they journey to the congregation in Jerusalem, they shall write, Rejoicings of God in the peaceful return. Next section. Next nerd. The rule for the standards of the whole congregation according to their levies. On the great standard at the head of the people they shall write, The people of God, together with the names of Israel and Aaron, and the names of the twelve tribes the twelve tribes of Israel, according to the number of their presidents. On the standards of the camp columns formed by three tribes they shall write, Of God, together with the name of the leader of the camp. On the standard of the tribe they shall write, Banner of God together with the name of the leader of the tribe and the names of the chiefs of its clans. On the standard of the myriad they shall write, Of God, together with the name of the chief of the myriad and the names of the leaders of its thousands. On the standard of the thousand they shall write, Of God, together with the name of the chief of the thousand and the names of the leaders of its hundreds. On the standard of hundred. On the standard of Merari they shall write, The votive offering of God, Together with the name, uh, uh, together with the name of the chief of Merari and the names of the leaders of its thousands, on the standard of the thousand they shall write: the wrath of God is kindled against Belial and against the men of his company, leaving no remnant. Together with the name of the chief of the thousand and the names of the leaders of its hundreds, 
On the standard of the hundred, they shall write, From God comes the might of war against all sick for flesh. Roll for a critical. Together with the name of the chief of the hundred and the names of the leaders of its fifties. On the standard of the fifty, they shall write, The stand of the ungodly is ended by the power of God. Together with the name of the chief of the fifty and the names of the leaders of its tens. On the standard of the ten, they shall write, Praised be God on the ten-stringed harp. Together with the name of the chiefs of the ten, and the names of the nine men under his command. When they march out to battle, they shall write on their standards, Truth of God, Justice of God, Glory of God, Judgment of God, followed by the whole ordered list of their names. When they approach for battle, they shall write on their standards, Right Hand of God, Appointed Time of God, Tumult of God, Slain of God, Whole Followed... Followed by the whole list of their names. When they return from battle, they shall write on their standards, Honor of God, Majesty of God, Splendor of God, Glory of God, together with the whole list of their names. Next section, next nerd. This time a theater kid. Let me get my best MatPat impersonation done. The rule for the standards of the congregation. When they set out for battle, they shall write on the first standard, Congregation of God. On the second standard, camps of God. On the third standard, tribes of God. On the fourth standard, clans of God. On the fifth standard, divisions of God. On the sixth standard, assembly of God. On the seventh standard, the called of God. On the eighth standard, hosts of God. And they shall write the list of their names with all their order. When they approach for battle, they shall write on their standards, War of God, Vengeance of God, Trial of God, Reward of God, Power of God, Retributions of God, Might of God, Extermination of God for all the nations of vanity, and they shall write on them the whole list of their names. When they return from battle, they shall write on their standards, Salvation of God, Glory of God, Victory of God, Help of God, Support of God, Joy of God, Thanksgiving of God, Praise of God, Peace of God. The measurement of the standards. The standard of the whole congregation shall be 14 cubits long. The standard of three tribes, 13 cubits long. The standard of the tribe, 12 cubits. The standard of the myriad, 11 cubits. The standard of the thousand, 10 cubits. The standard of the hundred, 9 cubits. The standard of the 58 cubits. The standard of the 10, 7 cubits. And on the shield of the prince of all the congregation, they shall write his name together with the names of Israel, Levi, and Aaron, and the names of the 12 tribes of Israel according to the order of their precedence with the names of their 12 chiefs. But that's just a theory. A Qumran theory. Next section. Next nerd. The rule for the ordering of the battle divisions to complete a front formation when their host has reached its full number. The formation shall consist of 1,000 men ranked seven lines deep, each man standing behind the other. They shall all hold shields of bronze burnished like mirrors. The shield shall be edged with an interlaced border and with inlaid ornaments, a work of art in pure gold and silver and bronze and precious stones a many-colored design worked by a craftsman. The length of the shield shall be two and a half cubits, and its width one and a half cubits. And their hands shall hold a spear and a sword. The length of the spear shall be seven cubits, of which the socket and spike shall measure half a cubit. The socket shall be edged with three embossed interlaced rings of pure gold and silver and bronze, a work of art. The inlaid ornaments on both edges of the ring shall be bordered with precious stones. 
Patter bands worked by a craftsman and embossed with ears of corn. With, between the rings, the socket shall be embossed with artistry like a pillar. The spike shall be made of brilliant white iron, the work of a craftsman. In its center, pointing towards the tip, shall be ears of corn and pure gold. The swords shall be made of pure iron, refined by the smelter and plants to resemble a mirror, the work of a craftsman. Uh, on both sides of the blade, pointing towards the tip, figured ears of corn shall be embossed in pure gold, and there shall have two straight borders on each side. The length of the sword shall be one and a half cubits, and its width four fingers. The width of the scabbard shall be four thumbs. This shall be... This shall be so... so there shall be four palms to the scabbard from the girdle, and it shall be attached to the girdle on both sides for a length of five palms. And the hilt of the sword shall be of pure horn worked by a craftsman, with powder bands of, of gold and silver and precious stones. Vukat. When shall stand the, they, they shall over the seven battle divisions, division after division, thirty cubits with the men of the division shall stand. Seven times and shall return to their positions. And after them, three divisions of foot soldiers shall advance and shall station themselves between the formations. And the first division shall hold seven javelins of war towards the enemy formation. On the point of the javelins, they shall write, Signing javelin of the power of God. And to the darts of the second division, they shall write, Bloody spikes to bring down the flame by the wrath of God. And on the javelins of the third division, they shall write, Flaming blades to devour the wicked struck down by the judgment of God. And these shall hurl their javelins seven times and shall afterwards return to their positions. Then two divisions of foot soldiers shall advance and shall station themselves between the two formations. The first division shall be armed with a spear and a shield, and the second with a sword with a, the second with a shield and a sword to bring down the flame by the judgment of God, and to bend the enemy formation by the power of God to pay the reward of their wickedness to all the nations of vanity. And sovereignty shall be to the God of Israel, and he shall accomplish mighty deeds by the saints of his people. Seven troops of horsemen shall also station themselves to the right and to the left of the formation. Their troops shall stand on this side and on that, seven hundred horsemen on one flank and seven hundred horsemen on the other. Two hundred horsemen shall advance with a thousand men of the formation of foot soldiers, and they shall likewise station themselves on both flanks of the camp. Altogether there shall be 4,600 men and 1,000 cavalrymen with the men of the army formations, 50 to each formation. The horsemen, together with the cavalry of the army, shall number 6,500 to each tribe. The horses advancing into battle with the foot soldiers shall all be stallions. They shall be swift, sensitive of mouth, and sound of wind, and of the required age, trained for war, and accustomed to noise and to every kind of sight. Their riders shall be gallant fighting men and skilled horsemen, and their age shall be from thirty to forty-five years. The horsemen of the cavalry shall be from forty to fifty years old. They in the mounts shall wear breastplates, <laughs> helmets and greaves. They shall carry in their hands bucklers, and a spear eight cubits long. 
the horsemen advancing with the foot soldiers, shall carry bows and arrows and javelins of war. They shall hold themselves prepared of God and to spill the blood of the wicked. Next section, next nerd. The men of the army shall be from 40 to 50 years old. The inspectors of the camps will be from 50 to 60 years old. The officers shall be from 40 to 50 years old. The despoilers of the slain, the plunderers of booty, the cleanserers of the land, the keepers of the baggage, those who furnish the provisions shall be from 25 to 30 years old. No boy or woman shall enter their camps from the time they leave Jerusalem, uh, hello, and march out to war they, until they return. No man who is lame or blind or crippled or afflicted with a lasting bodily blemish or smitten with a bodily impurity, none of these shall march out to war with them. They shall all be freely enlisted for war, perfect in spirit and body and prepared for the day of vengeance. And no man shall go down with them on the day of battle who is impure because of his fount. For the holy angels shall be with their hosts. And there shall be a space of about 2,000 cubits between all their camps. For the place serving as a latrine so that no indecent nakedness may be seen in the surroundings of their camps. When the battle formations are marshaled facing the enemy. Formation facing formation. Seven priests of the sons of Aaron shall advance from the middle gates to the place between the formations. They shall be clothed in vestments of white cloth of flax and a fine linen tunic and fine linen breeches. They shall be girdled with fine cloth of wax embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet thread, a many-colored design worked by a craftsman, and on their head they shall wear mitered turbans. They shall be battle raiment, and they shall not take them into the sanctuary. The first priest shall advance before the men of the formation to strengthen their hand for battle, and the six other priests shall hold in their hands the trumpets of summons and the trumpets of the reminder and the trumpets of alarm for massacre and the trumpets of pursuit and the trumpets of retreat. And when the priests advance to the place between formations, seven Levites shall accompany them bearing in their hands seven ram's horns. And three officers of the Levites shall walk before the priests and Levites, oath, oath, oath. The priest shall sound the two trumpets of summons for the gates of war to open fifty shields wide. And the foot soldiers shall advance fifty from one gate and fifty from the other. With them shall advance the officers of the Levites, and they shall advance with every formation according to all this rule. The priests, <laughs> hello, shall sound the trumpets. And two divisions of foot soldiers shall advance from the gate and shall station themselves between the true formations. The trumpets shall sound to direct the slingers until they have cast seven times. Afterwards the priests shall sound for them the trumpets of retreat, and they shall return to the flank of the first formation to take up their position. And then the priests shall sound the trumpets of summons, and three divisions of foot soldiers shall advance from the gates, and shall station themselves between the formations. The horsemen shall be on their flanks, to the right, to the left. The priests shall sound a sustained blast on the trumpets for battle array. And the columns shall move to their battle array, each man to his place. And when they have signed up their stand in three arrays, the priest shall sound a second signal, soft and sustained, for them to advance until they are close to the enemy formation. And they shall seize their weapons, and the priest shall then blow a shrill staccato blast on the six trumpets of massacre to direct the battle. And the Levites and all the blowers of ram's horns shall sound a mighty alarm to terrify the heart of the enemy. 
and where with the javelins shall fly out to bring down the slain. Then the sound of the horns shall cease, but the priests shall continue to blow a shrill staccato blast on the trumpets to direct the battle until they have thrown seven times against the enemy formation, and then they shall sound a soft, a sustained, and a shrill sound on the trumpets of retreat. It is according to this rule that the priests shall sound the trumpets for the three divisions. The first throw, the priest shall sound on the trumpet the mighty alarm to direct the battle until they have thrown seven times. Then the priest shall sound for them on the trumpets of retreat a soft, a sustained, and a shrill sound, and they shall return to their positions in the formation. And the priest shall blow the trumpets of summons, and the two divisions of foot soldiers shall advance from the gates, and shall stand between the formations. And the priest shall then blow the trumpets of massacre, and the Levites and all the blowers of ram's horns shall sound an alarm, a mighty blast, and therewith they shall set about to bring down the slain with their hands. All the people shall cease their clamor, but the priest shall continue to blow the trumpets of massacre to direct the battle until the enemy is smitten and put to flight, and the priest shall blow to direct the battle. And when they are smitten before them, the priest shall sound the trumpets of summons, and all the foot soldiers shall rally to them from the midst of the front formations. And the six divisions together with the fighting division shall take up their stations. Altogether they shall be seven formations, twenty-eight thousand fighting men and six thousand horsemen. All these shall pursue the enemy to destroy him in an everlasting destruction in the battle of God. <laughs> Hello. The priest shall sound for them the trumpets of pursuit, and they shall deploy against all the enemy in a pursuit to destruction, and all the horsemen shall thrust them back on the flanks of the battle until they are utterly destroyed. And as the slain men fall, the priest shall trumpet from afar. They shall not approach the slain, lest they be defiled with unclean blood, for they are holy, and they shall not profane the anointing of their priesthood with the blood of nations of vanity. Next section, next nerd. The rule for changes in battle order to form the position of a square with towers, a concave line with towers, a convex line with towers, a shallow convex line obtained by the advance of the center, or by the advance of both flanks to terrify the enemy. The shield of the tower shall be three cubits long, and their spears eight cubits. The tower shall advance from the formation and shall have one hundred shields to each side. In this manner, the tower shall be surrounded on three sides by 300 shields, and it shall also have two gates, one to the right and one to the left. They shall ride on all the shields of the towers on the first, Michael, on the second, Gabriel, on the third, Sariel, and on the fourth, Raphael. Michael and Gabriel shall stand on the right, and Sariel and Raphael on the left. They shall set an ambush to our camps, and to keep us from all that is indecent and evil. Moreover, Moses taught us, Thou art in the midst of us a mighty God and terrible, causing all our enemies to flee before us. He taught our generations in former times, saying, When you draw near to battle, the priest shall rise and speak to the people, saying, Hear, O Israel, you draw near to battle this day against your enemies, do not fear. Do not let your hearts be afraid. Do not be terrified and have no fear. For your God goes with you to fight for you against your enemies that he may deliver you. Our officers shall speak to all those prepared for battle. They shall strengthen by the power of God the freely devoted of heart and shall make all of the fearful of heart withdraw. They shall uh, fortify all the mighty men of war. <laughs> they shall recount that which thou saidst through Moses. When you go to war in your land, 
against the oppressor who oppresses you. You shall brothe. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had a bit of problem speaking there. When you go to war in your land against the oppressor who oppresses you, you shall blow the trumpets. Blow them. And you shall be remembered before your God and shall be saved from your enemies. Uh, for this next section, I need a little bit of help. Let me just get up there. and Rick, could you read the next part? Could you read the next part for me? Yeah! Oh, God of Israel, who is like thee in heaven or on earth, who accomplishes deeds and mighty works like thine, who is like thy people Israel, which thou hast chosen for thyself from all the peoples of the lands, the people of the saints of the covenant instructed in the laws of learned and wisdom, who have heard the voice of majesty and have seen the angels of holiness whose ear has been unstopped, who have heard profound things. Thou, O God, hast created the expanse of the heavens, the most the host of heavenly lights, the task of the spirits and the dominion of the holy ones, the treasury of glory and the canopy of the clouds. <coughs> Thou art creator of the earth and of the lost dividing it into desert and grassland, of all that it brings forth and of all its fruits according to their kinds, of the circle of the seas and of the gathering place of the rivers and of the division of the deeps and of the beasts and birds and of the shape of Adam and of the generations of his seed, of the confusion of tongues and of the scatterings of the peoples, of the dwelling in clans and the inheritance of lands, of the sacred seasons and of the cycles of the years and of time everlasting. Uh, thanks, Rick. I really don't like raising my voice and I don't like how much you raise your voice, but that's okay because I can take it from here, Rick. Thanks. Truly the battle is thine. Their bodies are crushed by the might of thy hand, and there is no man to bury them. Uh, he would have been a good guy to read that part. Thou didst deliver Goliath of Gath, the mighty warrior, into the hands of David thy servant. Because in place of the sword, and in place of the spear, he put his trust in thy great name, for thine is the battle. Many times by thy great name did he triumph over the Philistines. Many times hast thou also delivered us by the hand of our kings, through thy loving kindness, and not accordance with our works by which we have done evil, nor according to our rebellious deeds. Deeds. Truly the battle is thine, and the power from thee, it is not ours. Our strength and the power of our hands accomplish no mighty deeds except by thy power and by the might of thy great valor. This thou hast taught us from ancient times, saying, A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Ye shall smite the temples of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. We shall rise, rule out of Jacob, and shall cause the survivors of the city to perish. The enemy shall be his possession, and Israel shall accomplish mighty deeds. Yep, that totally uh, applies to us, nobody else. <laughs> Don't know who it would apply to, but it must apply to us. Eh? By the hand of thine anointed, who discerned thy testimonies, thou hast revealed to us the times of the battles of thy hands, that thou mayest glorify thyself in our enemies by leveling the hordes of Belial, the seven nations of vanity, and by the hand of thy poor, whom thou hast redeemed by thy might. 
and by the fullness of thy marvelous power thou hast opened the door of hope to the melting heart thou wilt do to them as thou didst to pharaoh <laughs> and to the captains of his chariots in the red sea thou wilt kindle the downcast of spirit and they shall be a flaming torch in the straw to consume ungodliness and never to cease till iniquity is destroyed from ancient times thou hast foretold the hour when the might of thy hand would be raised against the kittim, saying, Assyria shall fall by the sword of no man, the sword of no mere man shall devour him. For thou wilt deliver into the hands of the poor the enemies from all the lands, to humble the mighty of the peoples by the hand of those bent to the dust, to bring upon the head of thine enemies the reward of the wicked, and to justify thy true judgment in the midst of all the sons of men, and to make for thyself an everlasting name among the people whom thou hast redeemed, of battles to be magnified and sanctified in the eyes of the remnant of the peoples that they may know. When thou chastisest Gog and all his assembly gathered about him, for thou wilt fight with them from heaven. <laughs> for the multitude of the holy ones is with thee in heaven, and the host of the angels is in thy holy abode, praising thy name, and thou hast established in a community for thyself the elect of thy holy people. The list of the names of all their host is with thee in the abode of thy holiness the reckoning of the saints is in thy glorious dwelling place <laughs> thou hast recorded for them with the graving tool of life with favors of thy blessings and the covenant of thy peace that thou mayest reign over them forever and ever throughout all the eternal ages thou wilt muster the hosts of thine elect and their thousands and myriads with thy holy ones and with all thine angels that they might be mighty in battle and might smite the rebels of the earth by thy great judgments, and that they may triumph together with the elect of heaven. For thou art terrible, O God, in the glory of thy kingdom, in the congregation of thy holy ones is among us for everlasting succor. <laughs> we will despise kings, we will mock and scorn the mighty, for our Lord is holy, and the King of glory is with us together with the holy ones. The valiant warriors of the angelic host are among our numbered men, and the hero of war is with our congregation. The host of his spirits is with our foot soldiers and horsemen. There is clouds as clouds of dew covering the earth, dew, and a shower of rain shedding judgment on all that grows on the earth. Uh, Rick, we need you here again. Okay! <clears throat> yeah, here it is, buddy. Uh, just read this part, please. Rise up, O hero! Lay off thy captives, O glorious one! Gather up thy spoils, O author of mighty deeds! Lay thy hand <laughs> on the neck of thy enemies, and thy feet on the pile of the slain! Smite the nations, thine adversaries! and devour the flesh of the sinner with thy sword! Fill thy hand with glory, and thine inheritance with blessing! Let there be a multitude of cattle in thy fields, and in thy palaces silver and gold and precious stones! <coughs> o Zion, rejoice greatly! O Jerusalem, show thyself amidst jubilation! <coughs> Rejoice, all you cities of Judah, keep your gates ever open, that the host of the nations may be brought in. Their kings shall serve you, 
and all their oppressors shall bow down before you. They shall lick the dust of your feet. Shout for joy, O daughters of my people! Deck yourselves with glorious jewels and rule over the kingdoms of the nations. <coughs> Sovereignty shall be to the Lord and everlasting dominion to Israel. Thanks, I'll take this. Um. I, I, I just love his enthusiasm. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. The high priest shall come, and his brethren, the priests, and the Levites, and all the elders of the army shall be with him, and standing they shall bless the God of Israel and all his works of truth, and shall execrate Belial there and all the spirits of his company. Speaking they shall say, Blessed be the God of Israel for all his holy purpose and for his works of truth. Blessed be all those who serve him in righteousness and who know him by faith. Cursed be Belial for his sinful purpose, and may he be execrated for his wicked rule. Cursed be all the spirits of his company for their ungodly purpose, and may they be execrated for all their service of uncleanness. Truly they are the company of darkness, but the company of God is one of eternal light. Thou art the God of our fathers. We bless thy name forever. We are the people of thine inheritance. We did thou... Sorry, I get you and us confused sometimes, God. Thou didst make a covenant with our fathers and wilt establish it with their children throughout eternal ages. And in all thy glorious testimonies, there has been a reminder of thy mercies among us to succor <laughs> the remnant, the survivors of thy covenant, that they might recount thy works of truth and the judgments of thy marvelous mighty deeds. Thou hast created us for thyself, O God, that we may be an everlasting people. Thou hast decreed for us a destiny of light according to thy truth. And the Prince of Light thou hast appointed from ancient times to come to our support. All the sons of righteousness are in his hand, and all the spirits of truth are under his dominion. But Belial, the angel of malevolence, thou hast created for the pit. His rule is in darkness, and his purpose is to bring about wickedness and iniquity. And all the spirits of his company, the angels of destruction, walk according to the precepts of darkness. Towards them is their inclination. But let us, in the company of thy truth, rejoice in thy mighty hand, and be glad for thy salvation, and exult because thy succor. <laughs> in peace, O God of Israel, who can compare with thee in might? Thy hand is mighty, thy mighty hand. I'm sorry, guys, I'm pretty tired. Thy mighty hand is with the poor. Which angel or prince can compare with thy redeeming sucker? <laughs> sucker. For thou hast appointed the day of battle from ancient times to come to the aid of truth and destroy iniquity, to bring darkness low and to magnify light, to stand forever and to destroy all the sons of darkness. Like the fire of his wrath against the idols of Egypt, and when they have risen from the slain to return to the camp, they shall all sing the psalm of return. And in the morning they shall wash their garments and shall cleanse themselves of the blood of the bodies of the ungodly. And they shall return to the positions in which they stood in battle formation before the fall of the enemy slain. And there they shall all bless the God of Israel. Rejoicing together they shall praise his name and speaking they shall say, Uh, Rick, do I have to? Uh, see, he's being a little reluctant. I'm going to walk over there and make him do it. 
Yeah, you gotta, cause uh, this is long. This is a long piece, but oh, it's so long. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not gonna yell like that. That's your job, buddy. You sing the songs in here. Fine. Blessed be the God of Israel who keeps mercy towards his covenant in the appointed times of salvation with the people he has delivered. He has called them that staggered <laughs> to marvelous mighty deeds and has gathered in the assembly of the nations to destruction without any remnant. He has lifted up in judgment the fearful of heart and has opened the mouth of the dumb that they might praise the mighty works of God. He has taught war to the hand of the feeble and steadied the trembling knee. He has braced the back of the smitten among the poor in spirit. There is power over the heart of heart. And by the perfect of way, all the nations of wickedness have come to an end. Not one of their mighty men stands, but we are the remnant of thy people. Blessed be thy name, O God of mercies, who has kept the covenant with our fathers. In all our generations thou hast bestowed thy wonderful favors on the remnant of thy people under the dominion of Belial. During all the mysteries of his malevolence, he has not made us stray from thy covenant. Thou hast driven his spirits of destruction far from us. Thou hast preserved the soul of thy redeemed when the men of his dominion acted wickedly. Thou hast raised the fallen by thy strength, but hast cast down the great in height, and hast brought down the lofty. There is no rescue for all the mighty men, and no refuge for their swift men. Thou givest to their honored men a reward of shame. All their empty existence hast thou turned to nothing. But we... Thy holy people will praise thy name because of the works of thy truth. We will exalt thy splendor because of thy mighty deeds. In all the seasons and appointed times forever, at the coming of day and at nightfall, and at the departure of evening and morning, for great is the design of thy glory and of thy wonderful mystery. <coughs> Mysteries on high that thou shouldst raise up dust before thee and lay low the gods. Rise up, rise up, O God of gods. Raise thyself in might, King of kings. May all the sons of darkness scatter before thee. The light of thy greatness shall shine forth on gods and men. It shall be like a fire burning in the dark places of perdition. It shall burn the sinners in the perdition of hell, in an eternal blaze, in all the eternal seasons. Hey, I'll take that. Yeah, everybody, let's let let's give Rick a hand. You know, he has no volume control, but he's great for getting the point of a song across or a psalm, some sort of poetry. But let me get settled here in my chair. There we go. Let's keep reading. They shall recite there all the war hymns, just like Rick. Afterward they shall return to their camps. For this shall be a time of distress for Israel and of the summons to war against all the nations. There shall be eternal deliverance for the company of God, but destruction for all the nations of wickedness. 
All those who are ready for battle shall march out and shall pitch their camp before the king of the Kittim, and before all the host of Belial gathered about him for the day of revenge by the sword of God. And the high priest shall rise with the priests, his brethren, and the Levites, and all the men of the army. And he shall recite aloud the prayer in time of war written in the book of the rule concerning this time, and also all their hymns. He shall marshal all the formations there, as is written in the book of war, and the priest appointed for the day of revenge, by the voice of all his brethren, shall go forward to strengthen the hearts of the fighting men. Speaking, he shall say, Don't worry, Rick. You got a break. Be strong and valiant. Be warriors. Fear not. Do not be confused, and do not let your hearts be afraid. Do not be fearful. Fear them not. Do not fall back, for they are a congregation of wickedness, and all their works are in darkness. They tend towards darkness. They make for themselves a refuge in falsehood, and their power shall vanish like smoke. All the multitudes of their community shall not be found, damned as they are. All the substance of their wickedness shall quickly fade like a flower in the summertime. Be brave and strong for the battle of God. For this day is the time of the battle of God against all the host of Belial and of Oh, the judgment of all flesh. The God of Israel lifts his hand in his marvelous might against all the spirits of wickedness. The hosts of the warrior gods gird themselves for battle, and the formations of the holy ones prepare themselves for the day of revenge. For the God of Israel has called out the sword against all the nations, and he will do mighty deeds by the saints of his people. Next section, next nerd. Let's try to get a girl nerd in here. And you shall be all this rule on the day when they stand before the camps of the Ketim. The priests shall afterwards sound for them the trumpets of the remainder, and the gates for war shall open. The foot soldiers shall advance, and the columns shall station themselves between the formations. The priests shall sound for them the signal, battle array to suit. At the sound of the trumpets, the columns shall deploy until every man is at his place. The priest shall then sound a second signal for them to advance, and when they are within throwing distance of the formation of the Kitia, each man shall seize his weapon of war, Dizu. Then the sixth priest shall blow on the trumpet of massacre, a shrill staccato blast to direct the battle, and the Levites and all the blowers of ram's horns shall sound a battle alarm, a mighty clamor, and with this clamor they shall begin to bring down the saint from among the Kitim. Dizu, all the people shall seize their clamor, but the priest shall continue to sound the trumpets of massacre, and battle shall be fought against the Kittim, the God. And when Belial cares himself to come to the aids of the sons of darkness, and when the slain among the foot soldiers begin to fall by the mysteries of God, and when all the men appointed for battle are put to ordeal by them, the priest shall sound the trumpets of summons for another formation of the reserve to advance into battle to suit, and they shall take up their stand between the formations, and those engaged in battle they shall sound the retreat. Kawaii! And then the high priest shall draw near, and standing before the formation, he shall strengthen by the power of God their hearts and hands in his battle. Speaking, he shall say, The slain, for you have heard from ancient times through the mysteries of God, to suit. He will pay their reward with burning fire by the hand of those tested in the crucible. He will sharpen his weapons and will not tire until all the wicked nations are destroyed. Remember the judgment of Nadab and Abihu, sons of Aaron, by whose judgment God showed himself holy in the eyes of Israel, but Eliezer and Ithamar, he confirmed in an everlasting priestly covenant to Sula. Be strong, and fear not, for they tend towards chaos and confusion, 
and they lean on that which is not and shall not be. To the God of Israel belongs all that is and all shall be. He knows all the happenings of eternity. This is the day appointed by him for the defeat and overthrow of the prince of the kingdom of wickedness. And he will send eternal succor to the company of us redeemed by the might of the princely angel of the kingdom of Michael to sue. With everlasting light he will enlighten with joy the children of Israel. Peace and blessing shall be with the company of God. He will raise up the kingdom of Michael in the midst of the gods and the realm of Israel in the midst of all flesh. Righteousness shall rejoice on high, and all the children of his truth shall jubilate in eternal knowledge. And you, the sons of his covenant, be strong in the ordeal of God. His mystery shall oppose you until he moves his hand for his trials to come to an end. Tisu, tisu, tisu. After these words, the priest shall sound to marshal them into the divisions of the formation. And at the sound of the trumpets, the columns shall deploy until every man is in his place. Then the priest shall sound a second signal on the trumpets for them to advance. And when the foot soldier is approaching, throwing distance of the formation of the kingdom, every man shall seize his weapon of war. The priest shall blow the trumpets of massacre, and the Levites and all the blowers of ram's horns shall sound a battle alarm. And the foot soldiers shall stretch out their hands against the host of the kingdom. And at the sound of the alarm, they shall begin to bring down the slain. And all the people shall cease their clamor, but the priest shall continue to blow the trumpets of massacre, and battle and be f shall be fought against the kingdom. And in the third lot, that the slain may fall by the mysteries of God to sue. In the seventh lot, when the great hand of God to sue is raised in an everlasting Kauai blow against Belial and all the hosts of his kingdom, and when Assyria is pursued amidst the shouts of angels and the clamor of the holy ones, the sons of Japheth shall fall to rest no more. The kingdom shall be crushed without remnant, and no man shall be saved from among them. At that time, on that day when the hand of God of Israel is raised against all the multitude of Belial, the priests shall blow the six trumpets of the reminder, and all the battle formations shall rally to them, and shall divide against all the camps of the Ketim to destroy them utterly. And as the sun speeds to its setting on that day, the high priest shall stand, together with the Levites, who are with him, and the tribal chiefs, and the elders of the army, and they shall bless the God of Israel there. Speaking, they shall say, eh, Konnichiwa, blessed be thy name, O God of gods, for thou hast worked great marvels with thy people. Thou hast kept thy covenant with us from of old, and hast opened to us the gates of salvation many times. For the sake of thy covenant, thou hast removed our misery in accordance with thy goodness towards us. Thou hast acted for the sake of thy name, O God of righteousness, to sue. Thou hast worked a marvelous miracle for us, and from ancient times there has never was anything like it. For thou didst know the time appointed for us, and it has appeared before us this day. Thou hast shown us thy merciful hand and everlasting redemption by causing the dominion son of the enemy coon to fall back forever. Thou hast shown us thy mighty hand in a stroke of destruction in the war against all our enemies to sue. And now the day speeds us to the pursuit of their multitude. Thou hast delivered up the hearts of the brave, so that they stand no more. For thine is the power, and the battle is in thy hands to sue. For our sovereign son is holy, and the king Sama of glory to sue is with us. The host of his spirits is with our foot soldiers and horsemen. They are as clouds, as clouds of dew covering the earth, and as a shower of rain shedding righteousness on all that grows there. Ah, uh, this next part is another song, poem thing. Uh, Rick, could you help me out to sue? Oh! Now, I'll bring it to you. Okay!
Rise up, O hero! <coughs> Lead off thy captives, O glorious one! Gather up thy spoils, O author of mighty deeds! Lay thy hand on the neck of thine enemies, and thy feet on the pile of the slain! Smite the nations, thine adversaries, and devour flesh with thy sword! Fill thy land with glory, and thine inheritance with blessing! Let there be a multitude of cattle in thy fields and in thy palaces, silver and gold and precious stones. O Zion, rejoice greatly. Rejoice, all you cities of Judah. Keep your gates ever open, that the hosts of the nations may be brought in. Their kings shall serve you, and all your oppressors shall bow down before you. They shall lick the dust of your feet. Shout for joy, O daughters of my people! Deck yourselves with glorious jewels and rule over the kingdom of the nations! Sovereignty shall be to the Lord and everlasting dominion to Israel! Thanks. Thanks a lot for that. Um, okay, I'm back. Thanks, Rick. And then they shall gather in the camp that night to rest until the morning. And then the morning they shall go to the place where the formation stood before the warriors of the Kittim fell, as well as the multitudes of Assyria and the hosts of all the assembled nations to discover whether the multitudes of the stricken are dead with none to bury them. Those who fell under the sword of Gatsama and the high priest Kun shall draw near with his vicar son and the chief priests and the Levite Kai and the prince of battle and all chiefs of the formations and their numbered men. They shall return to the positions which they held before the slain began to fall from among the kitten. And there they shall praise the God most high. Yeah. Final section from Cave 4, and my apologies, it seems one of my neighbors is playing some music, but that's okay. The War Scroll from Cave 4, Final Nerd. There shall be 1,000 cubits between the camp and the latrine, and no nakedness whatever shall be seen in their surroundings. And when they set out to prepare the battle to curb the enemy, there shall be among them some exempted in the lot of each tribe according to their numbered men for each day's duty. On that day, some men from all their tribes shall set out from their camps towards the house of meeting, the priests, the Levites, and all the chiefs of the camps, that shall go out to, towards them. They shall pass there before, according to the thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Whoever shall not be clean because of his fount on that night shall not go with them to the battle, for the holy angels shall be with their formations together. When the formation called up for that day's battle to pass to all of the war, three formations shall stand, formations behind formations. They shall set a space between all the formations, and they shall set out to battle in succession. And these are the foot soldiers, and besides them, the horsemen. They shall stand between the formations, and if they set up an ambush for a formation, the three ambushing formations shall be at a distance and shall not rise. Of the war they shall hear the trumpets of alarm, and the foot soldiers will begin to bring down the guilty dead. Afterwards the ambush shall rise from its hiding place arranged in formations, the reassembly from the right and from the left, from behind and from the front, four directions, in the battles of annihilation, and in all the formations engaged in combat with the enemy will be in one place. The first formation will go out to the battle, 
and the second stand on their post. When the completion of their time, the first shall return and rise, the second when the battle is joined, and the second formation shall have completed its time, and they shall return and stand on their post, and the third, and the chief priests and his brethren, the priests and the Levites, and the men of the order shall stand, and the priests shall blow the trumpets continuously, and a girdle of fine cloth cloth of flax embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet threads, a many-colored design produced by a craftsman, and a fine linen tunic and fine linen breeches and a mitered turban on their heads. They shall not take them to the sanctuary, for they are battle raiments, according to all this rule. And that's it. Well, okay, there is the so-called Book of War, but... That's not clearly part of the war scroll, so um, if anybody wants to hear more silly voices from Qumran, the real voices behind this community slash council of total nerds with a big fat ugly school shooter theology, please email me at very underscore Lutheran at tutanota.com and tell me what you think. Amen and amen.